Hey guys, what's going on? Nothing not much, what's wrong? Hey, uh, did y'all see the story this morning? Uh, they got a lot of play on the news just because it's funny that Oscar Mayer wieners have start, like unveiled their own line of street gear. No. Street wear. I did not I see that. Did, I can see where this is going. Only available in uh, certain markets. I think Atlanta is one of them. And you can only buy them from hot dog carts. Really? Yeah. Um, but it's Oscar Mayer wiener apparel. But I, I, I saw some of the stuff online. Some of it's a little more high end. They've got some of the like no tuck shirts, you know what I'm mm, saying? Yeah. And their slogan is, you'll never have to put your wiener in your pants again. <laughs> you'll never have to put your wiener in your pants again. Because so you don't have to tuck it in anymore. <laughs> I seem to recollect one of them was from Arkansas. <laughs> That's about right. At least it's not ballpark. You know, they plump when you cook. Oh. Hello, Spartan Bird. <laughs> In all the surrounding areas. How you doing? Um, welcome in to this week's edition of the Piedmont Pick'em Show. On the, on the Daredevil Radio Network. Formerly known as the Crackhead with Power Tools Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Chainsaws. Yeah, whatever. One of Chainsaws, power tools, I don't care. Brought to you proudly by Daredevil Scores. Go follow them on Twitter. And as I tell you every week, um, Daredevil Dreams and Sarah Scores. Mm-hmm. But y'all go follow them on Twitter. Hello! Yeah, pick them show. So what we're going to do is uh, preview this week's games, make a couple <coughs> of picks and predictions, and based on what's happened so far, just generally be ridiculous. So to get, things, yeah, to get things kicked off, here's a man who thinks Spider Y2 Banana is a football-related algebraic equation, did he? My good friend of the great all-around American, he's Travis Jenkins. Why, thank you very much, Jed, but you'll have to take that Spider Y Banana comment with a grain of salt because Jed thinks that a deep snapper can only be caught with some extra weight on your 20-pound test line, stink bait, and a spirulee. They was hitting on livers last time I tried to kick I one. tried. I, 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 you ever get you some meat off a of chicken neck? <laughs> get you some meat off a of chicken neck. And get you there to pumpkin seed colored, man. Treble hook. And, and hook the chicken neck to that. And then you want to throw it about four foot off a bottle. Or you could go hillbilly hand fishing like that. Right. And we finally have the correct version of the hop we do, which is awesome. All right, the band Dice Screaming Leader Hose in there. You know, help but notice the production qualities have plummeted to an all time low, he said, glaring at Jamie. What did he do? What did I do? Didn't have the correct version of the hop. Previously, yes, I found it. Well, and you know how I I found it? You know how I found it? I Googled. Dog Pound Hot right, song. Right, right. And that was like the first thing. Jamie's fancy Spotify. Ooh, yeah, Spotify, yeah. I've got it. Ooh, hook it up your phone. <laughs> okay. It's, Give me 14 seconds of the Dog Pound Hot. It was 40 seconds. I don't know if it was that long. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe it. And it was uh, it was a pretty barg uh, reproduction, yeah. I'm going to have to say. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad. Kind of like uh, Pseudo Echo's version of Funky Town. Right. Some classics are not to be touched. It was, it was the Weezer version of Africa. 
That's actually pretty good. I know. Is it? I've yeah, never heard it. It's pretty good, actually. I've never heard it. It's the best version. Lots of things don't need to be tra- trampled with, trifled with, whatever, mm-hmm. tampered with. I'm right. Not English, whatever. So a lot of things don't need to be tampered with, you know, yeah. like uh, meat and pills. Right. And, well, I mean, it being the anniversary of the, of the Tylenol. That's brothers, why, I, that's why I went up. there. Way to go. It's very cerebral kind it of is. humor. It is. Yeah. It is. A regular Dennis Miller. Yep. <laughs> I don't mean to go off on a rant here, Chachi. What kind, what kind of experiment was that? That was bad. A bad you one. know who we're going to put in the booth. Yeah. The dude from Weekend Update. Yep. Mm. That guy. Didn't he have like a miserably failed talk show after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah but he'll probably do great. Go great guns and calling football games. It'll be fantastic. That was the worst crew they ever put up there. Yes. No, the one that involved Eric Dickerson was the worst. Yeah, that was bad. Eric Dickerson was bad. Who, who once upon a time was talking about how the, the Jaguars needed to come up with a big defensive stop here if they wanted to have a shot to win. I mean, the Jaguars had the ball at the time. <laughs> right. So they did come up with a defensive stop. Eric Dickerson took many, many shots to the head. A lot. Yes, he sure did. He ran straight up and down and got hit in the head a lot. A lot, mm-hmm. yes. Quite a few times. Uh-huh. Hey, um, did you guys see the um, the uh, press conference? As, as uh, folks who all write some, uh, to some degree, we um, have all had really good quotes that we just can't use. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the best ones I've ever gotten are not usable or even repeatable on this format. And I want you to think about that given how we started things. Yeah. I had a coach tell me. Travis, they couple, cut. <laughs> I had a coach tell me a couple of weeks ago that somebody was faster than a knife fight in a phone booth. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Which is awesome. And I've heard, I mean, you know, faster than or more speed than a backdoor pharmacy, yeah. uh, more speed than a truck stop. I have heard them say that. But yeah, the absolute very best ones, I, I can't repeat. No, it can't be repeated. But at all. how about a press conference where a starting NFL quarterback uh, whose team just suffered a humiliating loss says, "I mean, it's like it's like a big deuce, man. You just got to flush it." Who said that? Jalen Hurts. Good. He said, you don't sit there and stare at the toilet. You go on uh, with your day. Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen, <laughs> former Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yes. Nick Saban was kind of mad about that. Yeah. He was kind of salty about hearing him described as a former Oklahoma quarterback. Yeah. Well, that's where he finished. Yeah, it is. I mean, True story. That's the way I look at it. But, yeah, I was like, man, what gold saving? And then it can't be ignored because it's like on a live press conference. So right. then you just may as well go with it. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, what lead would you? Please don't. Go. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Would you say that like... Deuce uh, out? Please don't. <laughs> no? No, Are I wouldn't. Sure? Yeah, I wouldn't. Because okay. I was just thinking like I a funny a funny headline. <laughs> if he keeps playing bad, mm-hmm. you know, he might uh, he might get demoted to number two on the depth chart. <laughs> well, I would... See, it's funny because number two is a... Term that people use. Right. I, I would I would want some, the person to come up with a no no for Tay Tay. Yeah, to come right. up with headlines. Right, <laughs> that's what we're doing. No no for Tay Tay. We all you often overlook that though. I did write a headline once called uh, No No for Tay Tay. I also wrote one called Lolo's No No. Yeah, I do remember that. When now now Chester High baseball coach Logan Pemberton, affectionately called Lolo back in those days when he was playing at Louisville, did in fact toss a playoff no-hitter. And what was it again? Lolo's no-no. Lolo's no-no. That's kind of like, 
Hoko and Nafo. Yeah. Or Hoko and Toe. You know what? Now I'm starting to think yeah, that he's Travis. Just mad that they stole it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That they stole it from him. Hey, we got games. Yeah, we do have games. Uh, well, first of all, real quick, uh, what games are everybody going to this week? Anybody want to? I'm, I'm going to watch Dorman host undefeated Riverside, marking the first time that's ever been said in the history of the world. Yes, because mm-hmm. they've never been defeated before. Yes, even this far in the season. This far, that's what I mean. This yeah. far in the season. Why, of course, uh, it's been said when they were zero and zero if they ever played week. Right. I don't know if they did or not. Oh, I'm they have never been six and zero before. That's that's spectacular. I'm gonna try to put the far. same excitement Jed just into where I'm going. I'm going to go watch the undefeated Gaffney Indians be hosted by the Bowling Springs Bulldogs. That'll be fun. That's going to go great. <laughs> Who have you not need, you need to go, are, are defeated in a way. You need to go by the grocery store and pick up some salve. They, they, yes, they have a perfect I'd, – I'd go ahead and start stretching, man, limber up. <laughs> right. You think they're mad from last week? a lot better than what I've had. Yeah, that's that's probably not gonna go good. Um, I don't think so. You don't think they're mad from last week, do you? No. No. Um they were way in front last week and a couple of things happened at the end of that one. Mm-hmm. No. Give credit to Great Collegiate. They are the they're a very good two A team. Some would say the best two A team money can buy. Yeah. But far be it from me to say that. I'm serious. So they were um that's a, that's an accurate statement. Yep. And uh and travel where will you be headed? I think uh, 2A is so settled in terms of uh, yeah, it's the upper state winner, Abbeville or whoever win, whichever team wins the upper state championship is going is going to win 2A. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not quite. It doesn't have quite the uh, the finality that 5A and 1A feel like they do already. But because uh, at least it could be one of two teams. They there there aren't many that can win three. Or yeah, there aren't only, many that can win three. Only a handful, I would think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, now are we acknowledging the other person in the room, or is he like have a warrant and doesn't need to talk? I don't. Our buddy J Mass here. Hey, J Mass, what's up, buddy? Sitting in today, the uh, hey, hey, hey. the sometimes play-by-play voice of the Landrum Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got to hear him uh, last week. Did a fine job. I was situated between Justin and between Coach Cox, who does the broom play-by-play, and not once did I hear any questions about calls or anything that we need to do better. Do they question or, if the other team could be get away with stabbing people? No, they didn't didn't make any, huh. oh, did, any did they, failed uh, accusations. Did so, they uh, did they did they uh, proclaim that uh, some kid had blown it for his team? No, they seventeen year old just big fat blew it and let no, everybody down. No because he's that. a loser. <laughs> no one did that. No. Huh. Did, did they say that anybody sucks? No. Okay. I didn't well. hear from either one of them. I was told that's how sucks. professional journalism was done. I was also under really? that impression, huh. but Friday night opened my eyes. Wow. And that's the thing; they're not professionals. They do it at a professional level because they love to do it. Mm-hmm. Coach Cox was beset with a, any number of technical problems, but kept adjusting, kept going back and forth, kept explaining to the people what, because he does a Facebook broadcast mm-hmm. too, kept explaining to the people watching and listening what was going on and where they could find an alternative, where they could tune in, yeah. and, and just kept tweaking it, kept trying to make it work. And Justin and his crew did what they normally do and, and put on a, a good broadcast. It was. It could you hear them screaming? Could you hear them screaming through closed windows in crowded uh, stands? No, I could not. Really? I, I, I barely heard either of them four feet away from me on either side. Really? Huh? I didn't realize that's how that was done. Yeah. Last time I was there, I had a 
radio headset only could hear somebody screaming from that. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, you'll, that. Have, you'll have that from time to oh, time. So, uh, anyway, j Mass here. He wanted to come see how the sausage was made. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Boy, like, what a letdown. Right. Yeah. So, what yeah. a crappy field trip. We don't have any carpet on the walls or, or nothing. Mm. So we just kind of Do you know that once upon a time. Singing in the undercam. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing. Um, speaking of, of crappy field trips. Uh, when I was in about fourth grade, they actually took us to the sewage treatment plant in Chester. Oh, good. Oh, wow. <laughs> Saw a couple but of enough, But enough about Jalen Hurts. Oh, <laughs> beat me. Was, that's where I was going. That's where I was going. Oh, oh man. There's plenty of poop jokes to go around there if you want to. And I, didn't, I actually didn't make that up. They around, really did take around. us there. If, and they were like, you know, um, over here, there's this big, it was a big, like, empty canal. And they were like, uh, that's where it, uh, the, the stuff used to settle. So the uh, dirt over there still stinks. Mm. Right. Like we haven't been over there in years, but it's uh, really fertile, but it smells. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so you're telling me these could get really stinky? Yes, yeah, probably. Yeah, I could. So I bet when it rains there, it's. Uh, I can only imagine what 17-year-old Travis was like on the field trip to. <laughs> oh well, did that you was say seven in first grade. Did you say first grade? Third? Grade? It say, was like fourth grade or something. Oh, so nine-year-old. So I was only twelve. <laughs> Four, four, four. So seven, seven, seven year old Travis. year old Travis. I am twelve. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. The Danny Almate of the Chester I'm, Little League. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Travis was running. At least he was good. Yeah. I was out there seventeen playing with ten years old. I suck. Travis was running a track for Chester at twenty-five. Um, yeah. Football. Yeah. Football. Football. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about football? Yeah, tell, um, us, tell us where you're going first. You never yeah. did that. Oh, uh, I'm going to see the, uh, according to USA Today, <clears throat> the southeastern United States' most fierce rivalry. Lewis okay. will be Great Falls. Oh, so, so they've never been to a Loris. In the right, they've never seen Loris. I guess, I, I guess not. But uh, <laughs> Or anybody versus anybody else. <laughs> well, I don't know. How, how many riots have you had to be a part I've of? been a couple. Games? Actual legit riots were like a couple. Now, I will say their basketball ones will get pretty... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, that's uh, that's next level yeah. stuff. But, uh, yeah, Chester's off this week, so I'm going to Louisville Great Falls. It's a big game because um, yeah, Louisville hasn't played a region game yet because they're supposed to play C.A. Johnson. Do you C.A. Johnson? And um, they um, they had a COVID issue, so that game was uh, postponed, and then they ended up playing or Louisville did uh, Batesburg-Leesville. Then they were off last week. Great mm-hmm. Falls is 0-2 in the region after a 4-0 start. Mm-hmm. So this is a really big game because pretty much if you win one region contest in that five-team region, you're in the playoffs. Boy, I don't know how that is right now. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Jay Matthew, are you going anywhere? Landrum's off. Right? Uh, yes, they are off. They're, this is their bye week before they begin playing region 2-2A. I'll be going to see Chapman at Woodruff. All right. That'll be an interesting game. Opener in Region 3-3A play for both clubs. I'm really waiting to if see. By if, interested, you mean, if by interesting, you mean probably not close. But, uh, I'm really waiting to see if four points get scored in that game. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's regions. a joke. Go ahead. Maybe two points. Like two, number two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a deuce twice. <laughs> ha hey. Ha ha. Charlie. Here comes the deuce. Yep. When you speak of me, speak well. Or Deuce McAllister, you remember him? Yeah, you know his his son is playing somewhere now. Are you serious? Yeah. Does that make y'all feel like crazy old when like guys you watched? Some not it doesn't feel like all that long ago like their kids are playing in college and stuff now. 
what what I remember most about Deuce McAllister is passing his restaurant in New Orleans as I was walking around with the sugar ball. I think I sent y'all a picture of that. Really? It would have been about the same time I sent y'all the picture of the um, the um, haberdashery that I was across okay. from. The, the, the giant hat. I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah. that's great. Yeah. Anyway, Deuce McAllister. Deuce McAllister's got a um, restaurant near Bourbon Street. Really? Okay. Bourbon cool. Street. Cool. Yep. That, de- that deuce was some serious trouble when he got in the hole. Pick games now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, how about Spartanburg at Burns? And if any of these are not being uh, played that you know of, or if the, heard or if the games are next week and I just didn't bother to notice, <laughs> somebody let me know. Spartanburg at Burns. Both teams are two and three. Uh, Spartanburg lost to Dutch Fort last week, but given... Uh, what most Dutch Fort final scores looked like, it wasn't embarrassing or anything. Forty-two to thirteen, so not not a not a bad effort against them. Uh, Burns was off last week, but they've lost three straight, and that includes sixty-four sixty-two to Westside the last time they played uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what do y'all think about this one? Okay, Burns is hurt at running back. Okay, they're down to their third string running back at best. They've got okay. two out, out, out. Um, Gabe Rogers at quarterback does a fine job, but if it, they can't take some pressure off of him, it's going to be a long night for him too, because you know you can play umbrella coverage when you're not worried about somebody running the ball. I don't think that's going to happen because Burns' offensive line is good enough to let anybody be effective. I believe. Okay. The problem's going to be defensively, where Burns' secondary and Justin is the only person in the room that's seen them. I saw them early in some scrimmage, but you no, you didn't see them against Chapman, did you? No, I okay. I saw Spartanburg in a jamboree okay, before yeah, the that's, season. Yeah. Right. Alright, well then I'm just going on what I've heard. I'm just going on what I see <laughs> in stats. Burns' secondary is dreadful. And Raheem Jeter's thrown for 850-ish yards in what amounts to three games. Right. So that's not really a recipe for for something that you want if you're wearing Rebel Blue. Right. Um, it's always a good game. I hate that it's first. I wish they had gotten together. And um, there's no way everybody can play Wade Hampton first, but I kind of wish that's what would happen and, and get those get the Wade Hamptons and Riversides out of the way. Right. Well, Riverside. In a typical year. And I, I don't like this game being first in the region. I hated it last year when it was the first game of the year. Right. Um, last year, Matt Long rushed for a school record against Spartanburg. This year, Matt Long's hurt. Um, I just, I've got so many questions about that burn secondary that they just haven't looked good at all. Right. And I think Raheem Jeter is the real deal. And so, certainly, certainly so, did, like so do Division One college recruiters. Right. So I'm going Spartanburg. Okay, James, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of like Jed. With now that Jeter's there at quarterback and seems to be healthy, that that Dutch Fort score I think seems is bigger to me than I think um, a lot because I think going into that, some people kind of were thinking, oh, well, Dutch Fort's going to kind of do what they've been doing to everybody else, but. That's, that was a little bit closer than I was they expecting. There. It to be. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not bad. Forty-two, thirteen. Given yeah. what Dutch Fork has done to literally everybody else they've played for the last two three teams years. that we thought were going to be state championship level teams right. all throughout the year, and I think Mark Hodge is finally getting 
the stuff rolling there at Spartanburg. And yeah, I'm on. I'm on to take the Vikings. All right, Mr. Math. I will. I will make it three for the Vikings. Um, for what it's worth, I think Spartanburg allowed forty. Allowed Dutch Sport to score forty-two. Burns allowed, I think, fifty-six. For Something what that's like worth. That. Yeah. So, I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, um, they seem to have been a different team once Jeter came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, uh, obviously, he would make the biggest difference there. But uh, they're two and one since then. The one lost to Dutch Fork, uh, as Jed alluded to, they've thrown for he's thrown for almost three hundred a game since he came back, and that, that seems, includes against Dutch Fork. That seems so, pretty good. That seems pretty good to me. And if, if yeah. Burns is hurting in the secondary and at running back, they can't play keep away, and they're going to have a tough time with Jeter. So I think it's I think we all like Spartanburg in that one. Okay, Union County is 0-4. Um, and they're going to be at 5-0. Clinton. Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, Union County lost to Murphy last week, whoever that is, uh, 54 North Carolina. Murphy, North Carolina. Okay. Um, and they related to Dale. It's Unco. Hoco at Unco. Ooh. It's the fair in town. I need to know. Is the fair in town? Well, they're at Clinton, so it doesn't okay. matter. It, the, the fair thing only works if they're at home. Right. Mm. Union, you can uh, you can uh, look this up. Undefeated when the fair is in town. Well, that's because all the kids on the other team will want to go to the yeah, fair. Yeah, it's because they're all <laughs> they're all over at the pygmy goat races. And they get hey. you know, eating funnel cakes, all sick and crap. Trying, yeah, who can? I mean, I love funnel cakes, but they're uh, they're a little heavy. With number forty-seven, please meet your family at the rocket. <laughs> Hey, look, a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> I want enough tickets to get a spider ring, Diddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Clinton's 5 and 0. They beat Newberry last week 41 to 20. Got a beard, Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe does got a face like a dog, Diddy. <laughs> From the top there. of the roller coaster hill. Top of the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Clinton beat Newberry forty-one to twenty last week. Um, like I said, Union's allowed one hundred and sixty-five points in four games, so a little over forty-one a contest. Clinton actually trailed Newberry fourteen-seven late in the first half, but uh, Austin Copeland hit Justin Copeland on a flea flicker for a long touchdown. They're related. They're uh, depending on what part of the state they're in, I mean, it might be father son. <laughs> Not Clinton, maybe, but I, mean, I can think of places. And then there's a, another call, uh, uh, Copeland, Jashun Copeland. Uh, he ran for 95 yards and a touchdown. The, the Copelands are into some mass procreating, and they're all good at football, apparently. Fuck. Like, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Mm. There's two things they're good at. <laughs> no, no, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, nope, not going to say it. Unless somebody wants to cut the mic off for The a difference here. Keep moving on, Travis. The difference here is going to be Clinton's ability to run the ball. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm leaning. I haven't picked it out loud. Let me just say this. I think the game upcoming at Wilder Stadium between Clinton and Chapman is going to be for the region title. Okay. I, I just I, I think that's how it's going to play out. Um, Clinton – I'm trying to find their. I'm trying to find the team breakdown to find their team average rushing, and that's of course it's not broken down that way. But they rushed 47 times, 436 yards. They ran 47 plays, 436 yards. They rushed 37 for 309. Right. So, 
As, as you mentioned, Copeland had 95. Corey Gray had 147. And two Thank touchdowns. God you, because I could not. I, I had his name written down. Yeah. And had 147 and two touchdowns. Yeah. I could not read my handwriting. Well, what his last name was. I was <laughs> like, Jacory. Jacory Gray. I mean, if I just showed you that, Justin, what would you think that word is? Gurry. <laughs> yeah, do you want to take a stab at what that would have been? Uh, groovy. Groovy. <laughs> Any idea what that word would have been, James, if you just saw that? Gray. Gray. Well, now you know it. Yeah. yeah. But now he, you're right. You're that guy. Um, I, can't I, I, can read, I can read bad handwriting, though. <laughs> the, Clinton's really effective running the ball. Davis Wilson at quarterback is what makes it go. Um, Slide of hand operator. When he does pass, he is he is typically effective. Last week he was six of nine for seventy four yards and a touchdown. Okay. You mentioned Copeland's flea flicker that, uh-huh. that really kind of broke the game open. Uh, you are more familiar with Corey Fountain's coaching style than I am, but it seems like he's always got one of those in his back pocket. He does, yes. Um, Union County still finding their way a little bit. The late start I think affected them a little, and then they seems played like a, it. played a pretty ambitious schedule. They have. And, uh, you know, who knows how much of that turned in with Murphy. It turned into kind of a catch-as-catch-can schedule, too. Right. Whoever they can get on there. Um, Clinton has been building toward this. We've seen them get better and better and better every week. Uh, Huge county rivalry win over Lawrence early in the season. Right. They didn't let that affect them. They didn't have much of a letdown. Showed they could handle some adversity, like you mentioned, being down 14-7 last week. Yeah. So, I like the Red Devils, and I think I'm going to like the Red Devils for a while this year. Okay. All right. James, what do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of like Jed. Uh, you could tell Corey Fountain's been building something down there in Clinton for a while since he's been since he's been there, and they've just been getting better every season. And I think this might be the year that it finally just – it really hits how good they're going to be. And – But I think, yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Devils. Okay. All right. Justin, what do you think? Uh, one of the things people in Clinton love, running the football. <laughs> and uh, they are done a very solid job of being able to establish the run. That's one of the things I think ever since I've been covering football, they've loved doing is just running the football. Very old school feel to that. Red Devils are – kind of picking up steam. Which is why Corey Fountain was such a good fit there. Mm -hmm. Red Devils are picking up steam. I'm going to roll with the Red Devils. Okay. um, Yeah, you know, Fountain, of course, he was at Lamar uh, before he went to Clinton and won a couple state championships there, uh, played for two other ones. Were they good there? They were were very good, very disciplined. Um, But the thing is, and I think this is very smart, and I would be interested to know what you guys think about this. They kept things simple. Mm. On defense, they almost never stunted. They rarely blitzed. Well, that's four three. Now, when you've got athletes like Lamar does, you can probably afford to not have to, yeah. you know, because your ends are going to get plenty of pressure without without you having to blitz. But but that allowed him to, you know, we're going to keep things simple. Focus on tackling, knowing where you're supposed to be, and things like that, without having to think about just. I want them to be able to see what's happening and react. Well, see, I think that's one big thing that I see a lot of times around the area. Yeah, is. Defense coordinators and even offense coordinators want to get too complicated with what they're trying to do. It's oh, we're gonna we're gonna show them this and we're gonna show them that. So you're just putting so much stuff into a kid's head that that they're having to learn on the fly instead of just going, this is what we're doing. It's simple. It's basic, and we're gonna take care of business. 
because we know we can we can do that. Yeah. But I'm yeah I'm like you keeping it simple has probably helped a lot. And then and he does that on offense too. Yeah. But, I mean they, it's it's they're, they're going to run the ball. It and, does, and, and, the, and, the, and the big thing is it doesn't look simple. Mm-hmm. Right. There's misdirection. There's sleight of hand. There's all kinds we, of motion. There's we, all kind of formations. Sure. But belly is belly. Right. It, it, it and sweep is sweep. Sure. It doesn't look simple, but it is. This this feels to me like the kind of game that that we're. I think it's going to be really close because it's not. I mean, they 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 didn't fare real well last week, but Union County's got talent. Um, defensively, they've struggled, um, but I think they can score. I, I think this is a close game, and this could be one that where Union surprises people. But I, I think I'm going to go with y'all. I think I like Clinton to get a close win in this one and mm-hmm. keep it rolling to six and zero. Oh. Uh, Chapman's going to be at Woodruff. Chapman's two and two. Woodruff's one and three. Chapman was off last week, beat Chesney last time out. Uh, Woodruff lost three straight. Uh, they fell to Greer 35-19 to last time out. What do you boys think? Um, I was worried about this game being a, a huge one. I, I thought this was going to be a huge game when the season started. Right. Without Carson Tucker, I don't know how huge it's going to be. Woodruff's quarterback's been hurt. I have no clue whether he's going to be back or not. I've heard conflicting reports. Um Corey Scott last week did a pretty good job. Uh, he, he's filled in admirably for the past two weeks now that they've found him. Uh, not Facing Chapman when you're not full strength is not ideal right. in that region. Would if, if, if Tucker's not there, they're not full strength. If Tucker's back, they're not exactly full strength because who knows how much he's practiced. Right. Um, again, Scott did a fine job, and he, he's, a, he's a good little quarterback, young, yeah. young kid. But there's a difference there. Tucker, right. Tucker started for the reason. Right, sure. Um, Woodruff's defense has not looked great at all. Chapman's defense hasn't set the world on fire, but Woodruff, Woodruff's defense has not looked great. Um, I think Chapman's got too many weapons. I, I, think, I think Chapman is too good offensively for a team who is starting a backup at quarterback or who has the starter back, but he's missed three weeks. Right. That makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. I like Chapman. Which is the reason I would also go with Chapman. James, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I've seen Chapman this year, and seeing when you can slow him down early, <clears throat> you know, you kind of think maybe if we slow him down early, we've got a shot. Right. But that offense is so explosive that even slowing him down for a little bit is not not enough. Right. Because they're, they're going to get their points. And if you can't score with them, which from what hearing what Jed talks about with it, then – I just don't know if they can score with them, and that's going to be a big problem. Yeah. So I might have to go with Panthers. All right. Good math. Uh, Chapman quarterback Drew Settle has thrown for 300 or more yards four times already this season, uh, right around 1,500 yards according to a so, – So in every game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I forgot about the total number of games. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, also had a – Taylor Dunning had a good game in their last timeout in the win at Chesney. Uh, had a 100 – plus yards on the ground. And Chapman's been a little banged up. They've had a couple of guys out on offense and defense, and they're starting to get some of those guys back, according to Coach Cavan, has told me earlier this week. During their bye week was the first time they had their entire team out there since June. Okay. So they're starting to get healthy at the right time, which is time that matters in this situation we're in now with no point system and everything. Right. I'm rolling with the Panthers on this one. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, all you boys on that one. Chesney's going to be at Legion. Neither team has won a game. 
Chesney's 0-5. They lost to, to Timberland, who make fantastic work boots, unless those, those are the ones that uh, – yeah, You're wrong on that. It's, I think it's at uh, – Legion's at Chesney. Is, oh, it's a Legion at Chesney. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do y'all sell those? Should I mention – should I not make the boot joke with Timberland? Or? We do sell those. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to make sure. Uh, Legion lost to uh, Hemingway 8 to nothing. They have not scored this year. Not a point. Legion has not scored. Their checks must have bounced. <laughs> they're not doing nearly. <laughs> they're not doing quite as well as their counterparts in the Midlands. No, they're not. <laughs> um, I, I'll just go and tell you up front. Uh, this feels like again that Chesney can and should and is going to win, and I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll pick them because they they have at least consistently put points on board, although yeah. they have struggled some defensively. But it's homecoming at Chesney too. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know that Chesney will shut Legion out. I think Legion might get on the board. Right. I think Chesney wins. All right. Yeah, I think uh, Chesney's been scoring a lot uh, this year. They just haven't been able to put one together right. the whole game. And I think homecoming against Legion, that's going to be the time they're going to do it. Yeah. Sounds like a good time to get well. Yep. Um, <laughs> Legion, I think that was the first time they've held somebody under 30 <laughs> was last week. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's against uh, 1A. A one eighteen with a losing record in Hemingway. Yeah, and uh, the Eagles, uh, they've had a good thing going with Jalen Rudisill at uh, quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I'm going with Chesney and Coach Lewis on this one. Yeah, I think I think this is a good spot for Chesney to to get their first win. (coughs) Broom is going to be at Robbinsville. Um, Have you got anything for me on Robbinsville? Yeah, um, Jeff and Mark from Moonshiners live up there. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, Broom uh, beat Landrum last week, 35-7. Um, Robbinsville um, laid the wood to Lenore City, Ooh. it says here. I wrote, actually wrote down, laid the wood to Lenore. <laughs> uh, it's 35-19. I, I got nothing for you in Robbinsville, but uh, other than uh, two guys that uh, produce illicit white liquor live up there. Well, what do you think? Yeah, they do. Um, <clears throat> Broom looked really really good at times last week. So not Tim and Tickle, though? Uh, no. Okay. Tickle? Um, <laughs> they live in uh, somewhere in Virginia. Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Broom, uh, Dylan Ramirez for Broom had, had another good game at quarterback. J-Math was there and saw it. Yeah. The game that Ramirez could have had would have been stunning. Um, there were six drops of his eight incompletions. He overthrew a guy. He had to throw it into the ground at one time. And right. I'm not talking about should have made – could have made an effort, would have been a tough catch drops. I mean drops like I drop things. Yeah. <laughs> like drops, drops. Right. Um, Brown made up for that by um, Jameer Dewberry rushing for 205 yards and four touchdowns. Oh. So, offensively, they're they're pretty good. Defensively, I worry about Brown a little bit. Landrum uh, – Landrum didn't march up and down the field, but Landrum had a couple of really good drives, one that got nothing, one that got points, Mm -hmm. Um, one that stalled out at the beginning of the second half that really could have changed the game, could have made it 21-14. I think they they stalled at the, I want to say the 28-31, somewhere in there. Yep. um, Going in. So, Broome looks a little susceptible to misdirection and and to the run. Uh, Landrum didn't throw it, so I don't know what Broome's secondary looks like. Right. I think Broom beats Robbinsville in this tune-up for region. But region play with a run-heavy Clinton, with a run-heavy Emerald, 
mm. with the things that Woodruff can do. Right. And it's going with, with Union County, Jabryson Hunter. It's probably Jabryson Hunter and DeMillan, uh, Dylan Ramirez are probably one and two for the most dynamic overall athlete that anybody will see on the football field in that region. Right. Um, so I don't know what Brown's going to do in the region, but I think they win this one. Okay, James. Um, I'm with with the options they have offense. When you have a quarterback that can throw for so many yards and you have a <coughs> running back that you said ran for two hundred five Friday night, that's a hard offense to stop. And I think it's kind of like Chapman is they got a really good offense, and that's the only weak spot on the team is their defense. Right. But uh, I think Robbinsville. I think uh, since we don't know anything about them. I have to take Broom because I know they have a great offense and will be able to score. Okay. Uh, Jed Math, what do you think? Uh, Jed alluded to the drops that uh, some of the Broom receivers had last week. It was, wasn't was any contested, tightly contested catches. It was like just, just quick drops. slants over the mm-hmm. middle. It's mm-hmm. like wide open that they could have taken to the house, you know. And it was a little weird for me to see that from that Broom offense because they've normally been very good about that. But – I think Coach Fleming and his staff let them know where they can get better at, and they uh, go on the road, pick up a victory over Robbinsville, have they, having already played one region game. Yeah, and then um, I think that the fact that uh, you're looking at a uh, 1A team from uh, North Carolina makes a difference, which Ooh. I'm not even going to pretend like I knew that. I just looked it up. <laughs> Sweet. So, Broomfield should be a considerably larger school. Uh, which is obviously a built-in advantage, and then can do a lot of things offensively. Even though, I mean, it's you know a bit of a trip. I, I think I would I would take Broom in that one. And uh, this is the game that James will be at. Gaffney five and zero will be at uh, Bowling Springs, who is zero and five. Gaffney labored with Gray last week, but did beat them thirty-eight thirty-five. Bowling Springs uh, has scored thirty-seven points the entire year, so less than uh, Gaffney scored last week. And they lost to Malden fifty-six to seven. It's just been it's just been a rough go for your boys, especially well, pretty much in total, but offensively especially, James. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You, you look at the scores and you you see you know the, the, the there the, a lot of high scoring games against them, and you would think well the defense really ain't doing a whole lot, but really the defense gets on the field for first quarter they play pretty well. Midway through the second quarter, they played all right. Then the last four minutes of games tends to be where teams really start putting up a lot of points right. because they've been out there the whole time. And right. When you, when your offense ain't able to move the ball, I mean. And then two two games with under 100 total yards? Yeah. Yeah. And two back-to-back games, as a matter of fact, with that. Boy. Um, against the Golden Strip, as Travis likes to yes. remind me. Former home of TJ the DJ. But, I mean, you know – it's just one of them years for the Bulldogs. I mean, they. I think everybody kind of understands that's what the kind of year it is. Yeah. And you got a few games on the schedule that you feel like you probably can get a win. This ain't the one of those weeks. Right. You'll have one of those coming up when you play Fort Mill, but yeah, this this is not this is not one. Mm-hmm. Uh, does everybody kind of? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you you said that they labored a little bit last week. They're not going to labor. Dan Jones' teams don't labor two weeks in a row. Yeah, unless it's, when, when they're good. Yeah, and this ain't going to be one of them. Yeah, got me without much problem. I think. Yeah, probably a name it situation because we always play, pick a Blacksburg. They're at St. Joe's. 
St. Joe's has been pretty good. Blacksburg's yeah. one and three. St. Joe's four and one. They beat uh, mm-hmm. Spartanburg Christian uh, fifty-six to either zero or eight. I can't read my handwriting. Man, yeah. this is one I hate to pick. My buddy Blacksburg Hawks. lost to uh, ninety-six last week, eighteen to twelve. I hate picking this one. My buddy Hawks up at Blacksburg. My buddy Dorian Lane's over at St. Joe's. I yeah. love both of those dudes. Yeah. Um, I thought you know the thing. I mean, I thought we both yeah. we've talked to Hawk. Yeah. And. He's telling us first right there. They're right there. Yeah, they're and you can see the it in their games. Yeah. They're right there from turning the corner. And every week you keep waiting for that game. Yeah. And it almost feels like St. Joe's is ranked. This could be that week that could it be. happens. Yeah. But I, I think that St. Joe's gets it done. I do too. Yeah. Yep. And finally, uh, this this this. Uh, who would have thought this would have been like the game of the week when we started the season and looked correct and looked, and looked six weeks hence or seven weeks? Riverside is six and zero for the first time ever in their history, and they're going to be at Dorman, who's uh, two and two. Riverside uh, blew out Blue Ridge thirty-five to nothing last week. They've only allowed forty-five points in six games. They've pitched three shutouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, admittedly, not playing the toughest schedule, but still, you shut three of your six opponents out. That's impressive. Uh, Dorman, they got a, a really a really nice win last week over Ridgeview, forty-two to twenty. What do you boys think? This feels like the this is the litmus test. Yeah, it this is. This is where we see whether this is it is this is the real deal or not. Real. It's a litmus test both ways. It's a litmus test for Dorman too. Sure, um, because they didn't they didn't look good. Against uh, Clover at all. Nope. I mean, I mean, did not look good yeah, at all. Again, a Clover team that hasn't won since they beat right. Bowling. Looked like the Super Bowl champions against Bowling Springs, right. but as things have played out, so what? Right. Um, sure. Didn't play well. Turned it over four times against Fort Dorchester, and then come back like you said, a nice win against Riverside. A good, a good Riverside team, so, or a good or Ridgeview team. It's a. It, that's what I meant, Ridgeview. Yeah. It's a litmus test for Dorman, too. Sure. Can they continue what they started last week in the run game? Demarius Foster had 269 yards and five touchdowns. Woo! Can they continue that behind that big, nasty offensive line? This is what has been expected of them all year. Yeah. Riverside, on the other hand, you mentioned they haven't played world beaters, and they haven't. No, they haven't. But Rob Sanders last week had 340 passing yards and four touchdowns, which is hard to do on air. Yep. Uh, that that's difficult to do in a backyard football game on a Sunday afternoon while you're waiting on training union that evening. Yeah. Riverside is good. Um, we'll, like you like you mentioned, we'll we'll see how good. Um, if the moment's not too big for them, if they can hit a couple of big ones over the top, yeah, I could be wrong. But I think that Dorman rushing attack shortens the game and is too much. Well, we talked last week about um, Dorman was had an off week and Gutshaw was going to have a week to kind of fix what was struggling with him. Yeah. And it seems like in that week, Yeah, it looked like he got it fixed last week. It looks like he got it fixed. Once again, we got Riverside, who we just really don't know. I mean, they're 6-0, but... Yeah, right. Who knows? Who knows? Is, is it 6-0? Is it and, and that's the thing. I think, like you said, we're going to know... At, 11 o'clock Friday night if this is real or not. Yeah. And if it is, that's going to be awesome. But just on – just the fear, sheer history. Yeah. You kind of got to go with Dorman just would, knowing what you know. I would think so. Yeah, what do you say? 
Yeah, this one's a little bit interesting for me because I actually went to college with Riverside's head coach. Oh, Matt, wow. Matt Rochester oh, was funny. a three- or four-year starter on the offensive line for North Greenville. Okay. Great dude. And I hate how he got into that role, but he's done a fantastic job. And it's his job full-time now, right? It they, is. They, yeah, they, they, lifted, they lifted the interim pile a couple weeks ago. That seems like a giant duh. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm happy for Matt. He's a standout guy. Big test, and I think Dorman ekes one out here. I do too because you know if you think about okay so they just they, they flat out did just Dorman had a terrible night against Clover they did there's nothing else to account for that because again Clover hasn't won a game since they beat Dorman yeah um, and know, then, when you and when you got two months to prepare for somebody sure um, and then they beat you know they beat Bowling Springs who who was who we see now is struggling pretty badly if you look at that loss to Fort Dorchester it was it wasn't because they weren't moving the ball. It wasn't necessarily because the defense played badly. They, like you, you alluded to, Jed, they turned the ball over with four times or five times? Four, four or five, yeah. Four or five. So you're playing the, what some people would call the second or third best team in the state. And the, what, the only reason you didn't come out of there with a W was because you turned the ball over. Right. And then last week, you know, Ridgeview's a very good team, and that, that was an impressive win. So I don't think it's going to be embarrassing, but I, I like Norman. Yeah, in this mm-hmm. one. me too. And that's all I got. Unless there's any uh, anything obvious I missed. No, I don't think so. I think yeah, I think that's uh, that about sums it up. All right, I'll take Louisville in your matchup. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, I want to. All right, uh, get us out of here, person. All right. Well, it, it was I enjoyed it, guys, as always, and uh, we like to close things out in a typical fashion, which is can't get enough of the Piedmont Pick'em Show on the podcasty thingy. You can follow us on the interwebs, Twitter at. Show.com. Thanks, Daredevil. Guess who just got back today? Them wild eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are great. They were asking if you were around, how you was, where you could be found. I told them you were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. Town